Hey, everybody, listen up. We are completely out of new bumpers of people introducing the show by saying who they are, where they're from, and that they never listen to I Doubt It with Dollamore. So I would love for you to put your own spin on it, say what you're going to say, send in your own submission, 657-464-7609, or of course, even better for sound quality, email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. Thanks a lot, you guys. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore. All right, everybody, welcome. Episode 333 of I Doubt It with Dollamore, your listener-produced, listener-supported show that you love so goddamn much. I'm your host, Jesse Dollamore, and sitting across from me, the co-host, who you love so goddamn much, Brittany Page. I don't want to talk about the weather, but... Oh, my God. It was 103 in the city in which I work today. Yeah, I... uh, (laughs) I was going to start the show saying the same thing, even though I've just been here. <laughs> I didn't really travel anywhere to be hot, but it's hot. Yes. Even here, it's hot. Yeah, And it's I hot. hate talking about the weather, but uh, sometimes you just got to... You got to cave in. Well, I've had people commenting on my red face all day because my, my face gets red from the heat. Yeah, you are... I don't do well in the heat. You are physiologically incapable of hiding the fact that you're miserable from the heat. Yeah, I can't do it. And You would think it would be me. Yeah. But that's not the case. I'm... No, I turn... I'm just a, look like a cool cucumber. Yeah, I like, turn like into... One a... of the, like one of the Veggie Tales. Oh, a Veggie Tales reference. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be a good show. Interesting. <laughs> I turn into a tomato face, and then everyone thinks there's something wrong. I think it's Larry the Tomato. I don't know the characters. I did not watch VeggieTales. I, if I'm right about that, I'm going to be very freaked out because I'm not a consumer of VeggieTale content. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Pretty sure it's the background on your phone. <laughs> I saw something the other day, looked a little suspicious. Right. Veggie tail porn uh, on my phone. Whoa. <laughs> Yikes. Speaking of veggie tail porn, Brittany Page, <laughs> what? we love it when listeners send us things. Yeah. Uh, that's not a wink wink or a, a nod nod, although it kind of is. Yeah, it basically is. But who doesn't like gifts and presents and Every fun time stuff? there's something in the P.O. box, I start jumping around in the post office. <laughs> This is all true, by the way. Very excited. So Liz, longtime listener Liz from Kentucky, yes, sent us some decals, is yep. how I think I would describe them. Kind of stickers, but maybe more sturdy. Yeah. Because she said in the little note to put them on our coffee cups. Yep. I don't know if I want to do that, because I don't want to ruin them if they're not like dishwasher or water safe. Uh-huh. But I would love to put, put them on something permanent. I don't want to stick them on a laptop. Yeah. Because then, anyway, explain what the stickers are before I just ramble on and on. Yes. Well, they are the little things that are set on the wow. show. Perfect. The yes. best. You, I, I put it in good hands when I said for you to explain. Was that not a good explanation that they're the things that we say on the show? Oh, oh, what happened now? Huh? Oh, what? Uh, so one. The things we oh, say on the show. So one says. This show is made up yeah, of all kinds of things. Yeah, and then I go into explaining exactly what we show. say. How about that? Okay. Jesus. One says the best part. One says, goddamn. Goddamn. Like how you say it. Yeah, apparently another, I say it odd. I don't know. Another is, you fucking mook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why do you? I'm in the middle of drinking. Yeah. Uh, hashtag classy laid. And then so you don't feel left out. Hashtag classy bro. Classy bro, everybody. Yeah. I think someone on the Patreon call said, said hashtag classy gents or something like that. Hmm. You remember that? I do remember. I don't remember what it was. Though. Yeah. So thank you, Liz. That is beautiful. Yes. Thank a you. A wonderful sentiment. And we will find a place. If you reach out to us and let us know. 
if they're capable of being put on something and not destroyed, I'll for sure go buy like a black coffee mug. Or we could just read the directions in full. And It didn't say anything about... Oh, you did. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for that. Yeah. Good times. So <laughs> you're starting to make me feel a little uncomfortable here. I am? Well, you're being very combative, and that's usually not making me super uncomfortable. However... I'm creating my own segue, Brittany. I, I see what you're lean, doing. Lean into it. I'm I'm trying, but Fucking, it's not listen, good. I know it's, <laughs> it's the third. Good. I know it's the third episode of the week, and okay. you're tired. Yeah. And you spent a hundred. You spent all day in a hundred three degree heat. I didn't. No, I was in air conditioning. It was just. So anyway, the parts where I was outside was God not damn. good. So listen. <laughs> sometimes I have to create my own segues because you're of no assistance. Yeah. You're of no help. For so me. one of my favorite shows is Nathan for you. Yes. And. I was talking to Jesse about it because I'm really excited. It's going to premiere in like 20 days or something. Like the fourth season or fifth season. Yeah. And this is a show that Jesse cannot watch. On Comedy Central. If it is on, he has to leave the room because he gets so uncomfortable. Let me tell you what it is. It's Nathan Fielder and he's a comedian and he's kind of, he plays this character where he's a little socially awkward, doesn't really pick up on cues as a normal person would. But you've read interviews of him being him and saying that act, he actually is a little like that. Yeah, he just he plays just, it up. He just amps it up. Yeah, for the show. And so the premise of the show, Nathan, for you is he goes into these businesses that are struggling in some area and he offers them a helpful idea to improve their business model. Which is a ri- always a ridiculous idea. Yes, but they always agree to it. And he was the guy behind dumb Starbucks. That's probably the biggest thing that he's ever done. Yeah. But he's done thing like things like the ghost realtor where he had this realtor in Los Angeles say that she could guarantee a ghost-free house and went to the different houses with... An exorcist. A, a whatever. Yeah. And um, I don't commit their job title to name because it's not a real job. And um, it's just a wonderful show. So... I love watching it, but you get so uncomfortable when yeah, you're watching it, and I, do. I don't understand why. Why? What makes you uncomfortable? Well, first, let's let's give the audience kind of a glimpse into who Nathan Fielder is and the kind of 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 content and entertainment he provides. Okay, so are we playing the Conan clip? Y- yeah, I put together. I put the Conan clip. Okay, on so board. this this is him being interviewed by Conan O'Brien, and it, it he's talking about his Instagram account, and he. Took these series of photos where in Instagram took the photos down because they considered them obscene. Right. In the first picture, (laughs) he has sunglasses on and there's a reflection in the picture. In the second picture, he's holding up a knife and there's a reflection in the knife. And in the third picture, you can see his rearview mirror behind him and he's smiling and giving a thumbs up. So you don't need to see the photos to know what's going on. All you need to know is what I just told you. Instagram, you... You, I started an Instagram account. Yeah, and you you got Instagram kind of a little bit peeved at you. Was that fair well, to say? I, I mean, I I started an Instagram account, and you know, you gotta you gotta give something back to the fans. Yeah, you know what I mean. Sure. So I thought the one thing that fans you know probably want to see is photos of me smiling in different locations right. and uh, <laughs> photos of the food I'm eating. Okay. So let's take a look at this. There's an Instagram photo that got you in some trouble or right. uh, Instagram I mean, angry. You took a picture of yourself. I think you're wearing sunglasses here. Yeah. Unfortunately, there was, uh, I, you know, I was just trying to post a photo for the fans, but there was a reflection in the sunglasses of my computer screen, and I didn't, I wasn't aware of that when it posted, and it was quite embarrassing. Uh, I don't know if you can see. I can't really see. Maybe you tell us what it is. I mean... It's an old man uh, who's naked with an erect penis <laughs> on my computer screen. And, you know, this is private stuff that I'm looking at, whatever. You know, I'm, like, doing it, and it's just one of those unfortunate accidents, you know, where, you know, there's a reflection. Why are you wearing your sunglasses when you're looking at male pornography? <laughs> I, you know... <laughs> what I do in my own time is what I do. It's like, you know. Okay. Well, you also, you did look very cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was yeah. trying to look cool. I right. had an unfortunate reflection. Right, right. Okay, now, Instagram made you take that down, okay? They took it down. They took yeah. it down. Now, you came back with another picture. Uh, this is you holding a knife. <laughs> 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 what, 
what's going on here, Nathan? I mean, again, like, you know, I just didn't know that there was a reflection of my computer screen in the photo. And... You know, I like this particular image, and I look at it sometimes. And okay. I just didn't... While you're eating? You're e eating food. It was just one of those accidents that you don't realize until you post it, and then you're like, oh, that's embarrassing. Okay, next one. Rear view mirror. I mean... <laughs> How could that even happen? I, I want to walk over to the monitor and look up closer and see it, but I'll, I'll freeze frame it at home. Oh, my God. It's like a private thing that happens actually. <laughs> You're just putting the laptop in the back seat okay. of your car. Sometimes and... I like to look at something in the car. All right. So the whole time he has a straight face. I mean, sometimes he's smiling a little bit, but he generally plays it straight. Yeah, and that's what yeah. he does on the show. So even if something very awkward is happening, he is not phased by and it. Awkward because the business people, they're not in on the joke. No. They just think he's a weird fucking guy. Yeah. And they're going to be on TV. Yeah. And that's the part I think that makes me uncomfortable. Is that they don't know. Like the joke's yeah, on them. Yeah. And it's just... Sometimes it's cringeworthy. He did a thing where they they put together this soundproof box. Yeah. <laughs> the and sex box. He went to a, a hotel, and this one really resonates with me as an uncomfortable moment where I couldn't even watch the show. Yeah. And he goes to a hotel and he says, listen, a lot of times families travel together and stay in hotels, uh -huh. and the parents aren't <laughs> able to have sex because they've got their kids with them. Yeah. But I'm I've developed a product that I'll uh, that we could put in certain rooms. Yeah, and it was a soundproof box. And it's like it looks like a space shuttle. It's like a kid thing, but it clamps down. And you lock and the kid in it. Yeah, and then they they put the kid in there and it's got TVs or it's got like, you know, it's it's interesting inside for a kid. Right. But then they play like jungle music with like animals like hoo, hoo, ha, oh, 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 like monkeys. So it sounds like it could be sex too. And then they hired porn stars to come in to mm -hmm. test out the thing. And this just shows some of the depravity of Hollywood-type parents who let their kids do it, anything uh -huh. so they get noticed. Yeah. But then there's a kid in there, and they hire porn stars to have a fuck fest on the bed with the kid in the box. Yeah, that happens. Anyway, I, I don't know. I just... But the kid didn't hear anything. He doesn't know what's going on. I know. I'm not justifying my uncomfortableness. Yeah, but I'm you just couldn't saying... watch that. You had to leave. All right. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it weirds me out. I no, get weirded out. No, I think out. that it's actually... Uh, this is the way it is for a lot of people, that there's certain types of comedy. I know people who can't watch Curb Your Enthusiasm because yeah. it makes them uncomfortable. This it makes me uncomfortable because it's not just acting. There are real innocent victims, um, parties involved who it makes me, maybe it's just my empathy is just turned up to fucking 11 or something. I don't know. Does Curb make you uncomfortable as well? No, because it's fake. It's acting. Okay. So it's that's not the real line people for you. involved. I don't know. I think it must be. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wonder what it is about Curb that makes people too uncomfortable to watch it. Because I don't have this, and so I'm wondering if you, there's you something wrong have, with me. You're like a sociopath for this particular thing. I don't know. That's what I'm, I'm starting to wonder <laughs> if the problem is with me, because I... No, I don't hate the show, Nathan No, Fielder. I know it's not about hating it. I'm talking about the discomfort. I don't feel discomfort at all. I do recognize that it's awkward, and when he is you know, taking very long pauses and creating awkward situations with the people he's talking to, I feel that, and I cringe but i can watch it and i laugh and i yeah, love it i don't it makes me also i don't like to sit in that uncomfortable you know me i don't mind uncomfortability like yeah. when there's when like when salesmen come to the door i don't mind putting them to their work yeah we had a guest over the other night and salesmen came to the door to sell us on AT&T internet uh-huh and when i closed the door you, I turned around and you were less that you were experiencing less than optimal happiness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a little aggressive. 
our guest did not but yeah well so anyway so uncomfortability that doesn't really this particular flavor of it for some reason really gets me i don't know yeah but i'm also i'm not someone who is uncomfortable with confrontation though because i can approach an employee that isn't doing the work they need to be doing i can deal with someone who's pissed off i can i can deal with those situations and i don't have a problem doing it but I think the AT&T thing was different because I felt like I just feel bad for people who go door to door, you know, you know, my deal with the produce guy at Albertsons. Like I feel bad for people that have, you know, less than ideal situations. And then people who make their day harder. I just, I don't, I wasn't making the, don't paint me to be an asshole. Well, no, I'm not saying that. Well, I think you, you did make their day harder. I think you did. Yeah. He, listen, he could have walked away any time. No, I understand that. That was on him. I, I he kept, kept trying to say, it. "I'm not interested. I'm not interested." He well, kept coming back to the trough. You weren't saying I wasn't interested, but I was trying to be nice. We're happy with what we have. Our speed <laughs> is very high. I work from home. Yeah. I need solid, reliable internet. We've already had your service before. We. Ca- Why are we getting into this? I don't know. I don't care at all. Like I, were you talking about it still? Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Okay, so what we're saying is... So anyway... You're have abnormal. You, have you watched the show, audience? What do you... Th- am I... Am I the only one here that gets uncomfortable with Nathan for you? I can't be <laughs> the only one. And why do you, if you're going to call in and say that you do? And also, what's wrong with me? Go ahead and talk about what's wrong with yeah, me. Yeah, lay on. But also, if you're going to go watch the show, you never watched it. There's YouTube clips of it, um, some of the segments. And you can watch the Ghost Realtor one. There's a very funny caricature one where he draws. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, Nathan for you is the show if you want a YouTube. But I'm sure it's on Comedy Central On Demand. Let us know. 657 464 7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to I doubt it at dollamore.com. Before we move on with the show, let's talk about cops. So it tends to be a topic that we, we land on quite a bit. Well, two things have happened over the course of this week or have been revealed. I don't know that they happened this week. One involves a Georgia cop, and the other we're going to talk about first a a nurse in Utah who was arrested after I think refusing is a little harsh because it 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 implies non compliance with the cop, and it's two professionals working with one another. She doesn't have an obligation to draw the blood unless there's a court order, or if the person is under arrest. Right. So here's the deal. They brought a man in. Apparently, he was he was uh, out of it, unconscious, drunk, or whatever. And this Utah cop, this detective, wanted her to draw his blood, I guess, so they could get to the bottom of what his sitch was. Well, the nurse, we're going to get into the clip here. The nurse is explaining with a piece of paper, which is the hospital's policy, which the police department has previously agreed to the policy. Yeah, we'll abide by this. She also has on speakerphone with her a higher level hospital administrator, which is backing her up on her decision not to draw the blood. This is that conversation. So I have this. It says obtaining blood samples for police enforcement from patients suspected to be under the influence. Right? This is something that you guys agree to with this hospital. The three things that allow us to do that are if you have an electronic warrant, patient consent, or patient under arrest. And neither of those things, the patient can't consent. He told me repeatedly that he doesn't have a warrant and the patient is not under arrest. So I'm just trying to do the, what I'm supposed to do. That's, that's all. So. Okay, so I take it without those in place, I'm not going to get blood. Is that? Am, am I fairness to my staff? Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea why he's blaming I'm just representing. She's the one that has told me no. Yeah, but sir, you're making a huge mistake right now. Okay. 
So I'm under the impression that the person on speakerphone is some sort of hospital administrator that she contacted to tell what's going on. Yeah. I don't think it's his superior that's trying to tell him he's making a mistake. That is exactly right. I think she was calling to get backup because he was using his power trying to manipulate her yeah. and intimidate her into complying. And she kept saying, you know, no, I my job is to protect my patients. And you're telling me repeatedly that he is not under arrest, that you don't have a warrant. So I cannot do this to an unconscious person. Right. I can't do it. What if he wanted a semen sample? Is she supposed to go in with a catheter or however they fucking do that? I mean... Because it's commonplace for a cop to want blood for blood alcohol level or whatever's in, you know, the the contents of the blood other than the blood. And he's being very demanding. We've seen the 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 body cam footage, and you you likely have seen it too, possible. And there's lots of cops standing around. Involved in the process, some in different uniforms, but they're positions of authority as well. After this conversation, this is what happened. Okay. No, we're done. We're we're done. You're under arrest. We're going. We're done. So two things happened there that I want to talk about. One, you're under arrest, he says. And then later he says it more quietly, a second time to another person, she's under arrest. Now I think there's some claim that she was detained, but that's not the claim made by the fucking cop at the time. He said, you're under arrest. I'm arresting you. And then he proceeds to grab her and manhandle her and tightly handcuff her hands. And she was in handcuffs for 20 minutes before she was released. Yeah, and she, she you, was ultimately, I guess, spoiler alert, she was let go and let, allowed to go back to work. So this was just a tactic of intimidation. Right. And if you watch the video, I mean, please watch it. It is so disgusting. Listen, if someone lunges at you and they are not allowed to be touching you, you should be able to physically defend yourself. I mean, if she had punched him in the face to defend herself. Right on. That is perfectly. He lunged at her and grabbed her and he did not have the right to do that. He did not have the right to do that. And she backs up into other police, other police officers as he's running after her, trying to put his hands on her. And they don't do anything. They don't step in the middle. They, they are don't they, casually walking out. They are going along with it. And so as far as I'm concerned, he needs to be fired and all of those cops need to be fired because this needs these people need to be sent a message. If you see one of your officers doing something wrong, you you took an oath. That's right. To uphold the law. If he's he, doing something unlawful. That is right. If he is violating the constitution and his oath to support and defend the constitution. And to protect and serve the citizenry. And he's not doing that. They have an obligation to step up in his stead. And they're not doing it. They're casually bebopping, hands in their pockets. No big deal. This is what we do, folks. We violate the constitutional rights of Americans. She's not a criminal. She wasn't suspect of a crime. She just didn't abide by his unconstitutional demand. Yeah. 
I'm reading this New York Times article and a retired chief hostage negotiator with the New York Police Department is quoted. And he says that this officer was 100% not correct. Quote, it seems to me he's in need of an attitude adjustment. Okay, this is also a problem. Yes. This type of criticism, he doesn't need an attitude adjustment. What he did was abhorrent. And he needs to be fired. He doesn't need an attitude adjustment. He doesn't need to be talked to. He doesn't need paid leave. You cannot do this when you have that power. And he was trying to abuse his power. It's very clear what he was doing. Mild correction. He wasn't trying to abuse his power. He successfully abused his power and violated the rights of that American citizen. Law-abiding American citizen who is only doing her goddamn job following the stated policies that were agreed to by his own employer. And the fact that he's not fired, the fact that he's not been disciplined is a tragedy, a travesty of justice. She was interviewed by some media outlet and she had this to say, still clearly upset about the the incident. I just feel betrayed. I feel um, angry. I feel a lot of things. And I feel conf- I still am confused. The only job I have as a nurse is to keep my patients safe. A blood draw is not, it just gets thrown around there like it's some simple thing, but blood is your blood. That's your property. So this is someone who gets it. And what a great nurse she is. And this is someone that you want, right? When you are unconscious. She put herself in the line care of, of fire. You. Yeah, that she's she's not going to be pushed around. She knows yeah. what to say. She knows what the law is. She knows what she can and cannot do. And she stood up to someone who was trying to tell her otherwise. Yeah, fuck off. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Uh, but in a respectful way, of course. This isn't a police state in which we live. Cops have rules, and as far as I'm concerned, cops have more rules to follow, more hoops to jump through than anyone else. I've said it before, and it bears repeating, and I'll never stop saying it. Our system was set up to put the government at a disadvantage. That is why we are innocent until proven guilty. Because the burden of proof is on the accuser, on the government. That's why it should be this way. So it's not easy to railroad and ramrod citizens because the government has the power. It's natural for that to be the case. And there should be stop measures in place to prevent power-hungry asswipes like this from abusing the citizenry, which he has sworn to protect and serve. Well, and time and time again, we see that this is is kind of becoming the norm, I guess, with at least with these videos that come out. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think they need to start taking measures to show this is not acceptable and send a message to other police officers because... Why is this kind of shit still happening when they're on video? You know, it's I mean, he was in a hospital. There were multiple body cams. They know they're on film. Yeah, body cams and witnesses. He was surrounded by people in a hospital and he still flew off the handle. So what is he doing when he is doesn't have multiple witnesses around? That is an awesome point. I mean, he still has a body cam. But how, how does he act when when it's just him and a suspect? When there's not a, a room full of professional medical medical professionals. How's he acting then? It's a great point. Again, not all cops are good cops when good cops stand by while bad shit is happening and don't do a fucking thing. There wasn't a good cop in that hospital room. Not a single one. Because we have evidence that no one did a thing. And that is a problem. That should be alarming to every American. Conservative and liberal alike. Especially conservative. People who are suspect of the government. Don't want to give 
the government too much power. Well, who the fuck do you think the police work for? They are the government. Other than the military, they're the most forceful aspect of government that we face. They are the arm of enforcement, of legalized violence against the citizenry. We should be more suspect of their behavior. And instead, it's flipped the other way. Conservatives, oh, you got to respect the cops. You got to respect the police. Right. Law and order, everybody. I will say I have seen fewer defenses in this situation, but I've still seen them, which is very concerning because are these people not thinking? What Have you heard this? Why didn't you just take his blood? Yeah, of course. He said to do it. You just yeah. do it. Yes. And who are these people? Because is that what you want to happen to you when you're unconscious? Yeah. Is that what you want? You exactly. want you want someone to I'll violate your rights? Posi- I'll never be in a position to be laying unconscious in a hospital bed and them needing my blood. Right. I'm law-abiding. Right. Well, I've never yeah, done anything Because wrong. it's all chucked up to I make great life decisions. Go and Trump, baby! The bad things that happen to others are... We got are some Hillary bitches on here! Because of their bad decisions. Yes. Which is... Please stop. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, this wasn't the only incident this week. There was another incident that we was released a couple days ago. This happened a year ago, though. A Georgia cop, 30-year veteran, said some bizarre and, I believe, justifiably fireable things in the, the course of a DUI stop, I think it was. The video shows a Cobb County, Georgia police officer talking to a woman in a car he pulled over on a traffic stop. She's unwilling to move her hands, afraid, she says, of getting shot, and he tells her, don't worry. But you're not black. Remember, we only kill black people. Yeah, we only kill black people, right? All the videos you've seen, have you seen black people get Though it happened a year ago, the video is just now coming to light. The officer, Lieutenant Greg Abbott, has been on the force nearly 30 years. His lawyer says he was, quote, trying to gain compliance by using the passenger's own statements. But the county's new police chief said today that what happened was unacceptable. I don't know what's in his heart, but I certainly know what came out of his mouth. The recommendation is to terminate his employment from the Cobb County Police Department. The date stamp on the video, July 10th, 2016. Stay with me. Just four days after cell phone video went viral showing the moments after a white policeman killed a black driver, Philando Castile, in Minnesota. As shocking as the Georgia video is, Remember, we only kill black people. Leaders of the black community in the county say the chief's decisive action is reassuring. We have hope here on in Cobb that we have a chief and leadership that is serious about bringing this department to be one of the better ones in the nation. The police chief says the community and his own officers expected an appropriate response. Pete Williams, NBC News, Washington. All right. Well, let me say this up front. I think it's, there's, a, there's a good chance a reasonable chance that this guy is not a racist and that what he's saying is true. I also don't think that matters. I think he said something stupid trying to disarm this lady from her, not disarm in the literal sense, maybe that's the wrong choice of words when we're talking about cops and stops, um, disarm her fear from her fear. None of that matters. You don't get to say, oh, no, we only shoot we only shoot the black people, lady. It's okay. Yeah, but... The, You're the, not a comedian. Yeah, the, argu- a cop. the argument also, it doesn't make sense, though. And I know I shouldn't, I guess, evaluate his behavior based on other others' behavior, but other police officers in this situation, I have seen them pull over black people in videos, and the black people say... I'm recording you because I'm uncomfortable right now. Yeah. And they don't become more friendly or try to try to ingratiate themselves 
to the person, the, the motorist that they have pulled over. They're not trying to foster goodwill by making jokes and getting on their level. Right, it's do what I say because I fucking said it. Yeah, and it's I'm the forcing cop. them into yeah. a position. It's forcing them to do what they're asking them to do, forcing them to follow a command. So this thing of he's trying to use her own reasoning back at her to make her feel comfortable. Oh, is that what cops do? Is that what they do? Because I've I haven't seen that before. Yeah, no, listen, I, I don't know. I, I think that uh, I, he clearly made a, a bad choice, but we need to hold our cops to higher standards. When you fuck up and you say something like this, we only kill black people, eh, you don't get to be a cop anymore. No, it's also... There's lots of Walmarts all across the country who need greeters, guy. That's... One, it's not a joke, because... Was, you do kill black yeah, people true. as cops. true, and also... It, that you shouldn't Listen, you shouldn't be so casual with that fact with Washington, that reality. The Washington Post did a study a few years ago and black men are 7 times more likely to be killed while unarmed than whites. 7 times. That's an incredible number. It's not something to be casually joked about in the course of stopping a white lady because you think she might be nervous. And your position holds so much authority over other citizens that when you fuck up to this degree, you get fired. Because we can't have people saying dumb shit in the course of their very important jobs. If you had an airline pilot who always joked about bombs, he wouldn't be an airline pilot for very long. Same goes for the cop who jokes about shooting and murdering black people. I don't see a difference. Let's listen one more time to the full exchange so you can tell us what you think. Use your phone. It's in your lap okay, right there. I just don't want to put my hands down. I'm really sorry. I'm just... You're just really wrong. No, no, I'm not just way too many videos. But you're not black. Remember, we only kill black people. Yeah, we only kill black people, right? All the videos you've seen, have you seen white people get killed? You have. So her language isn't even... I've seen too many people, too many videos of black people getting killed. She just says, look, I've seen a lot of videos of people getting killed. And it makes me uncomfortable. I don't want to move my hands and have you freak out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, no. Them's black people we be killing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and again, Yeehaw! I've seen people defending this as Of course you have. as sarcasm and funny jokes. Great. Well, then when he gets fired and he goes on to fucking do his job as the next Louis CK, maybe he'll make it big in Hollywood. But we don't hire cops on their ability to crack wise. We hire cops on their ability to maintain an even keel while dealing with the citizens over which they have authority. I also, I'm trying to imagine what I would have said in response to a cop saying this to well, me. I think it was a DUI stop, so she probably wasn't on in tip-top shape. You know what I mean? She was the passenger. Oh, okay. The boyfriend was driving, oh. and he was the drunk one. They led her away, oh, probably because she couldn't drive either, but they did lead her away mm-hmm. in the shortest skirt in the history of skirts. Yeah, I think they're only showing the woman because they want you to click on it. <laughs> but she was the passenger. Um, so, I, I I mean, I don't know if she was wanting to protect herself or if she was concerned about her partner or whoever that was in the driver's seat. But Legitimate concerns, by the way. Yeah, I mean, you're dealing with a police officer who's and, armed. And an unstable and- douche who doesn't have the judgment to act professionally yeah he's making that joke i mean that would make me i'd be like wait what what did you just say yeah well i i completely stepped on your dick yeah what's happening right now i i don't know that i would be able to yeah like not not funny guy process what what the hell's going on that sir doesn't put me at ease yeah (laughs) wait a minute what (laughs) uh please stop please go away can I get uh, another one? <laughs> is a he different making, cop. <laughs> is he making jokes like that to white people? Oh, we are to black people. We yeah. only shoot the white people here in Cobb County. Yeah. And that's the other thing. This is the Atlanta, Georgia area. 
This isn't like Duluth, Minnesota, where it's clearly a joke. This is a a a a very vast black population, percentage wise. So, how do we know he's joking? We'll probably not find out because he's shit canned. He'll they'll probably fight it. Well, this also happened a year ago. Someone for sure released this because they found it disturbing too. Yeah, a year ago. And so what happens after someone with this mentality made this joke? Yeah. They went back to work and they were working? For a year. And they were dealing with the public? Yeah. With a gun? Ugh. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. All right. Listen, everybody. Uh, we are listener supported. We are listener produced. And that means you. We love you guys. If you're already a Patreon or PayPal supporter, we appreciate you and your effort to help us move the conversation forward so much. It is valuable and it means the world to us. If you have been thinking about it, but not quite ready, now is the time. We are getting closer and closer to a goal to do weeks just like this week where we do three episodes per week. We would love to get there, and it is with your help that we will do so. Go to dollamore.com slash Patreon or dollamore.com slash PayPal, and you can take it away from there. We would appreciate any contribution. It helps so much. You guys are awesome. You can also buy a shirt, tote bag, mug. Go to dollamore.info. All right. Done yapping about that. On to yapping about other stuff. Stalemocracy. Facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. So in the wake of Hurricane Harvey, Donald Trump apparently thinks he is some great evangelical hope for the nation. You know, every time he makes a statement or a declaration or gets in front of a camera, everything that he does is put in this, under this lens of being the first or the most or the biggest, or it's been so long, but I'm now taking care of this. Don't worry, I got my hands on it kind of a deal. Well, it was no different for this little declaration of prayer, the day of prayer that he made in relation to Hurricane Harvey. Thank you very much. Thank you. Americans have always come to the aid of their fellow countrymen. Friend helping friend, neighbor helping neighbor, stranger helping stranger. We've seen it perhaps more so than at any time, so vividly at least, during Hurricane Harvey. From the beginning of our nation, Americans have joined together in prayer during times of great need to ask for God's blessing and God's guidance. When we look across Texas and Louisiana, we see the American spirit of service embodied by countless men and women. Brave first responders have rescued those stranded in drowning cars and rising water. And I have to tell you that I've watched the Coast Guard Thousands of lives have been saved by our great Coast Guard. They have done incredible work in the most vicious seas that they've seen in many, many years. Families have given food and shelter to those in need. Houses of worship have organized efforts to clean up communities and repair damaged homes. People have never seen anything quite like this. Individuals of every background are striving for the same goal, to aid and comfort people facing devastating losses. As Americans, we know that no challenge is too great for us to overcome. No challenge. We invite all Americans to join us as we continue to pray for those who have lost family members and friends and for those who are suffering from this great crisis. And behind me, we have faith-based people, people who are highly respected and especially so in their communities where they're not only respected, but they're loved. Evangelical leaders, Christian leaders, many people of faith 
And I just want to thank you all for being with us today, because we're going to be signing a day of prayer, and that'll be on Sunday. It'll be a very special day, and I don't know when this was done last, but it's been a long time ago. Yes. Is that a correct That's statement? Correct. It's been a long time ago. So I'm going to sign it, and then a few of the folks will say a few words, and Pastor Jeffress will say a prayer for not only the people so affected, mm -hmm. so horribly affected by Hurricane Harvey, but for the people of our nation, and in fact, the people of our world. Yes. Okay. So did you hear that? You get a prayer. You get a prayer. We all get prayers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's just what came into my mind. Well, the, the other thing there is the fact that he called out specifically as a dog whistle to his voter base the people who were standing behind him. It's a day of prayer. Not a Christian day of prayer, I'm assuming, right? Since we have a separation of church and state, and this entire fucking theatrical fiasco shouldn't shouldn't have happened. There's no need for this useless bullshit. Signing a proclamation of a day of prayer? It seems like a waste of resources at best, and at worst, it's a violation of our Constitution. Especially when he does this. Behind me, we have faith-based people. People <laughs> who are highly respected. And especially so in their communities where they're not only respected, but they're loved. Evangelical leaders, Christian leaders, many people of faith. There's no Muslims there. Even though the Muslims opened up their mosques to flood survivors days before Joel Austin, the man of God, uh, did. Days before. Paula White was there. You'll learn about her soon. And Jim Jeffords, which he mentions at the end there, about he's going to be saying the prayer. That guy is an anti-Muslim psychopath. He's an anti-Christian, as far as I'm concerned. Of all I know about the teachings of Jesus Christ. And don't kid yourself if you think it's not a lot because I'm an atheist now. I grew up in it. I was steeped in the Christian ministry as a kid. The seed was planted. Oh, the seed was planted. Baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brittany's making jokes, everybody. Slowing it down. <laughs> so, so, listen... This is a dog whistle to evangelicals. This is a dog whistle to that extreme religious right element of the Republican Party. And these are the type of people that he is dog whistling to. Jim Baker, who has this, this catastrophe-driven, prepping for the apocalypse kind of a program on TV that fills the studio audience each episode. He had this to say about Donald Trump and the, the process of possible impeachment. Kim Clement, before he died, he prophesied they will be screaming impeachment, impeachment, but it You're will not kidding. happen. That's true. Wow. Kim Clement prophesied. Well, I'll tell you what. I will predict if it happens, there will be a civil war in the United <laughs> States of America. Ugh. The Christians will finally come out of the shadows oh yeah because we we are going to be shut up mm. permanently <laughs> if we're not careful and god says faith without works is dead That's right. we have to do things god has been dealing with me and i don't know about you yes. it's time for preachers like you you're doing it to stand up yes. and shout out god damn i wish god would deal with Jim Baker. <laughs> let me let me say this. Many things are very weird here. First of all... It's an understatement. First of all, at what point were 73% of Christians in America... America's made up about 73% of Christians. When were they relegated to the shadows, like he says? They're going to come out of the shadows, y'all! 
We're going to have another civil war, y'all. Well, the war on Christmas is back. All of us Christians have been for so long held down. I'll tell you what. If there is a civil war, we are in trouble because he's on the side of the Christians. (laughs) And he's got his buckets of rice that he sells. And it is not going to be good. And here's the other thing. (laughs) If prophecy from God Mm. is such a real thing... Why did he act so surprised when he says, you know what? Kim Clement prophesied that there was going to be talk about impeachment. (gasps) Really? (laughs) He did? There would be no need for surprise. You'd be like, oh, well, praise God that he sent him that message. Listen again. (laughs) Kim Clement, before he died, he prophesied. They will be screaming impeachment, impeachment, but it will not happen. (laughs) You're kidding. What? Good Lord, I cannot believe that. If it's such a normal course of Christianity to have prophecies from God, then why do you act so fucking surprised? It would have been, oh, yeah, that sounds about right. It's just all phony fucking theatrical bullshit. Well, I mean, if you watch these shows, it... It really makes me sad because they are taking advantage of people. And I I wonder if they genuinely believe it, you know, if they if they are narcissistic enough yeah. to believe that they are getting messages from God, that God is speaking to them and through them to lead people, you know? I think um, it's con. I think it's con artists. Or if they know it's not true and yeah. they just are totally fine acting. That reaction? Really? That that to me seems well, like well, it's obviously a performance. He knows it's bullshit. He's performing. Yeah. I, also, he still does this thing that he's done for decades. We're I don't know if we're gonna be able to keep the lights on, y'all. We need donations. Uh, I'm not gonna be able to broadcast anymore. Come on, dude. Come on. Yeah, buy, you're, buy, you're fine. <laughs> buy more buckets of rice or just send me checks, y'all. Come on. Well, when Donald Trump did his national, his day of prayer for Hurricane Harvey, Paula White was standing behind him, who is a regular person who appears on the very same program we're talking about with Jim Baker. Listen to what she said. What Paula White, who is, I think, a spiritual advisor for Donald Trump, Listen to what she said about what opposition to Donald Trump is. We're more impressed with a Saul anointing than a David anointing because yeah. we're more impressed with what looks right than what uh, is right. God and help so, us. therefore, we choose things that we think should sound right, should act right, according. And they even say about our president, well, he's not presidential. Thank goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. And I mean that with all due respect because, in other words, he's not a polished politician in other words he's uh there's more to come everybody but i have to say this that i've watched the video and she's another one of these who's going off the deep end with the plastic surgery which for me is a little weird and i think maybe even uh, counterintuitive to being a christian minister is that what what's important is how you look is that where jesus would have Spent money and energy getting a facelift, getting so much fucking Botox and lip injections that you can't even speak words correctly. Well, if he lived in the present time, yeah. Like Paula White, Joyce Meyer is another one who looks like the fucking Joker now. What is happening with these TV people? What has warped the perspective of all of their millions of followers who are Christians who think, ah, everything looks tip top to me? Top notch. Well, it's the halo effect. <laughs> um, <laughs> you have to you have to look good, right? So people think you're good, and I then guess. they fork over the cash. That's not looking um, good. She looks okay. Yeah. Um, Let's let her continue. 
authentically, whether people like it or not, has been raised up by God because God says that he raises up and places all people in places of authority. It is God that raises up a king. It is God that sets one down. And so when you fight against the plan of God, you're fighting against the hand of God. We were not sent into this earth to fit in or, 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 or just to, we weren't just sit here to be a part. We were sent here to take over. Are you listening? Are you listening? That's the church. Oh, that's why we have the president we have. He doesn't fit. Amen. He's not a normal president. No, he is not. And here's a woman who is from the bottomlands. Yes. But God has raised her up to the White House. Oh, Oh, my God. Paula White, who's gone through the valley of the shadow of death. Time and time again. Yes. She now can walk into the White House anytime she wants to. She has full access to, in the Bible days, the king, the president. Yeah. Yeah. Why? I'm asking the same thing. used her and broke her. Yes. I want you to read her book. Right oh, there is the heart cell. Read this and you'll be ready for great success. Oh, president Donald. Now, most wow. people don't get a president to introduce a book. I, I need help to stay on the air. Holy shit. You know shit. what it means. Yes, I, I I'm so tired of raising money, but yes. you have to do it. Oh, you have to. Because God's got great things coming here. I've been shaken until my shoes have been shaken off. You mean when you went to prison? And God is shaking again. God's shaking America, people. Amen. And it's time. You better be ready because we're going to have the harvest time. It is honestly going to be the greatest time. He gave us a president who said we're not going to murder babies. You can't be blessed and murder 50 million babies. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. I'll tell you what. Why in the world? I I said here. uh, Why did I... Why did I recommend people to vote for Donald Trump? <laughs> and I did it for six months. Mm. Every day. Oh, yes. Lord. And people wanted to kill me. Yeah. I mean, I got those people out there watching. Hi, guys. They, they have to watch. They're paid to watch me to try to hurt oh. me. Yeah, I understand. And they come here sometimes, some of them, try to, try to hurt me. Oh. That's all right. Jesus has- is with me, so Amen. I'm going to be with him some, one of these days. So I, I don't have my hope down here anymore. Why do you need all that but money? But here's the thing. Yeah. The reason I endorsed Donald Trump, first of all, God told me to. And oh, Jesus. this is a platform. <laughs> you, we, this, we're sitting on a platform. Yes, this sir. is what you call a stage, a platform. But the platform of Donald Trump says, I'm against abortion. Mm-hmm. The platform says he wants to appeal the, the Johnson Amendment, which yes. he's, he's already, you, you were there when he signed it, right? And there's the pin. Oh, my goodness. That was the, this is the pin. I, 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 I was just, I felt like, like the heavens had opened. I can't describe this moment. And all, the inauguration and this were probably two of the There you are with all those I men went, back there. And they're there and in, in, the, in the pink dress. I was like, I, I mean, when I say, I just give God all the glory because yeah. people don't, I think, fully understand Can I touch this. that pen? Yes, sir. Uh, this is what I waited for yes. most of my life. I'm going to rub because my I have fought. Yes. The government has yes. tried to destroy the yes. church people for decades yes. and decades and decades. And he said, as long as I am president, no more ground. And he signed with this pen. Can you see the pen? Signed with this, pen. They had to cut away because things started getting pretty graphic with the pen. Um, Little Nathan Fielder action. Some stuff started happening. Maybe that was the old man with the giant erection that yeah. Nathan Fielder was looking at. Listen, I have to, I have to laugh because otherwise I will literally cry because I feel so badly that these people are taking advantage 
of of people who don't have money telling them yes. to sow the seeds and send the money in and and if they send this amount of money and god will answer their prayers and it's sick she, and you saw it perfectly in yeah. that part where they were talking and then all of a sudden they're talking about the book just all of a sudden out of nowhere they flash up the image donald trump's promoting the book buy this book we don't like asking for money we hate asking for money but right. we need the money okay it's sick and well, they're 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 also, taking advantage of people. The overarching theme here is that she said opposition to Donald Trump is opposition to God. That is a statement instilling fear in a Christian group. That oh, once once the evidence really starts pouring in about Donald Trump, I can't come out in opposition to him because that is opposition to God himself. Because apparently, Jim Baker got a voicemail from Jesus that said he needed to endorse Donald Trump. That is what's happening here. Donald Trump, who has no affiliation to the church. Two Corinthians, remember? Two Corinthians. He doesn't have a favorite scripture when asked by Mark, Mark Halperin. He couldn't name a scripture. Well, that's a personal thing for me. I don't, I don't want to talk about that. Well, you don't want to talk about it because you don't have a fucking... You don't know, you moron. So if they're most passionate about his abortion platform, I understand that that's how he feels about abortion now, but uh, do... Uh, well, let's, let's rephrase that. You understand that's what he says he feels about abortion now. I don't yes. think he has an opinion at all. He would have to care about the, 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 the policy matter. Sorry. That is what you do. Interrupt me. So, um, what was I saying before you interrupted? I don't know. I was trying to interrupt. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> something about Donald Trump and oh, abortion. So, didn't he? Didn't he have uh, uh, problematic views about abortion? He was for full on late term abortion. That's right. So, how old was he when he said that? It was nineteen ninety nine when he said it with Tim Russert on uh, on uh, Meet the Press. So that is what Republicans call partial birth abortion. Yeah, so he was still a teenager at that time, and he was right. really trying to find a the teenager. facts. Um, <laughs> Our 70-year-old, pre 71-year-old president in 1999 was a grown-ass man. 50 years old. Come on. Come on. He knew. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, for those of you who are wondering, uh, I'm joking. So, well, let's move on from um, abortion and talk about the asshole of today. You mean let's move on from one asshole to another? It's the asshole of today, Jesse Waters. <laughs> Jesse Waters of Fox News. Yeah, so he fame. used to he used to be on with Bill O'Reilly and do the Waters World segment, which was popular recently because it was overtly racist toward the Asian community. And yeah, yeah it, for it, sure, it, it a video went viral because he it was racist. So he has not uh, not not had the best track record. On the network, but uh, 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 he, the only good track record he's he's had is of promotions. Yeah, so he has his better own show. And better roles. He on has Fox his own News. show, but yeah. he's also on fills in for the five, maybe or yeah, something, because yeah. I think that's where this clip came from. So he's talking about the Hurricane Harvey, the Hurricane Harvey, and he talks about some very factual things, only the facts. I've seen some amazing things out there just looking at television over mm -hmm. the weekend alligators on people's back doorsteps. I saw a shark on a highway swimming like in the Sharknado. water, like Sharknado. I saw a hawk sitting in someone's taxi cab. It, it, Greg and I were saying, you know, the president was using the term biblical. Mm -hmm. Well, there's some really weird biblical things that are going on down there in Houston. I just, I can't even imagine how I would be experiencing that as a, as a guy from the Northeast, but I think Texas has it figured out. So again, Fox News, the network that donald trump loves promotes 
and believes to be real news is promoting fake news. The White House staff has a very difficult time keeping him from watching a 24-7 feed of Fox News. And that comment about the sharks is totally bullshit. It is a doctored image, false, which he had to come out on Twitter. He says something on air that is patently false, like a moron. And then how does he retract it? Uh, He does it on Twitter. Come on. And he's an asshole for more than just this. It's just something. He's he's an asshole. I think you said he apologized, but... That's it's still I don't know. I think that he needs to do more. I think that yeah. he needs to really say, wow, again, everybody. I mean, Sorry, he, needs to, I'm a dick. he needs to address people on camera and, and say, I cannot believe that I <laughs> that I'm a moron who was duped. Yeah, but and I shouldn't have said that because there's millions of people watching me and I passed along false information. But the thing is, is do they care about that? Well, is it a big deal to them? Imagine. When they do that? If Anderson Cooper was to have said, oh, I saw this photo of Donald Trump being spray tanned before he went on camera, and and he's talking about that picture that went around this week that is of like a wax statue of Donald Trump being prepped for display, it's it wasn't Donald Trump. And it went around like, oh, what a weirdo. And even all you have to do is look at it and say, yeah, it's not fucking real. If Anderson Cooper had done that, there would be outrage. Oh, my God. But because it's Fox News and they have the low information audience of of the history of low information audiences, nobody says anything. And because it's Jesse Waters, who's a fucking humid mud hole, a vapid shitbag of a human being. Wow. Just kidding. He's super great. It's pretty great. Well, uh, you're right. It's either he's a he's a shithole shitbag or he's a great person. There's there's no in between. We can't be metered at all or reasonable. Yeah, it's either shithole shitbag or greatest human being ever. Those are the only choices. Perfect. That's how my mind works. What a super reasonable guy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right. We're going to end it there so I can. Be super reasonable. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Taking that reason off the mics. All right. Do you want to you want to wrap the show? No. Why? Because I don't know how to do it. All right. Normally I'm checked out by now. Thanks everybody. We appreciate you. We love you. We enjoy the third episodes. Again, if you want to contribute to the show and make this a regular thing, go to dollamore.com on the left-hand side of the page. There's a link there somewhere that says support the show, just go find it. It'll be a good time. We would also love you to rate and review the show on iTunes or what is now being called Apple Podcasts. That would be a tremendous help for your humble hosts. We love you guys. We'll see you next time, Monday afternoon. For Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollamore, and this has been I Doubt It. I want you to read her book. Right, Phil. Oh, right there's the heart cell. Read, 